Welcome back to the Real Rap Podcast. Joining us today is Coach Rick Ibarra Rivera, longtime actor and acting coach. Rick brought so much to the Real Rap Pilot with his depth of experience and passion for the craft. I've been lucky to work with Rick for a little bit now and, and meet him probably six or months or so before the project um, and really get a chance to know he was the character before he ultimately decided to join the process. So in this episode, we'll get into Coach Rick's background, his love of acting and coaching, and finally going from watching his kids' games at the warehouse to filming the real rap pilot there. This should be a good one. A little more pilot focused, but we'll always talk some hoops on the Real Rap Pod, so let's get to it. Coach Rick, welcome to the Real Rap Podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. Of course, so Ben, super excited to talk to you. You were involved in the pilot from the very early days, and one of the first big believers in the vision. Um which I will never forget and, and meant a lot and brought us to here. And, you know, this journey has been a long one. But before we get to the pilot, I want to get into a little bit of background for you because you got a great story. Um, I want to talk about your love for acting and coaching. And, of course, we got to sneak in a little bit of hoops in there as well because it's the Real Rap Podcast. And then uh, we'll finish with the pilot. And I'll give you a modified version of the real rat quiz. <laughs> no. <laughs> if that sounds good. So yeah. let's uh, let's start from the beginning. So from the Bay Area, is that right? San Francisco. Okay. Born and raised. Family still there? Yes. Mom, dad, and brother. Okay. And growing up, what kind of kid are you? <laughs> wow. Um Catholic school. So, um, you know, I'm born in 1970. So we had discipline. Um, so Catholic school, Irish nuns. Um, did pretty good with staying out of trouble. Um, you know, we pushed the envelope as you do as kids a little bit here and there. But, you know, my greatest fear was upsetting my parents. Mm. You know, if the phone rang and it was a school you didn't want to be on the other end of, you know, the end of that phone call. Right. Um, so, you know, I think scared in my own mind, like probably most kids, uh, um, never really felt uh, as intelligent. I was not a very good student. Uh, I was diagnosed with ADHD a few years ago, mm. which helped connect a lot of dots. Um, but yeah, easily distracted. Um, Active? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, started playing sports fourth grade. That's when we did it back then. Mm -hmm. So I played basketball. Uh, and I was the big man because I grew up faster than everybody. So I was like a foot taller than everybody. Mm. Um, even had you know other teams accusing us of having an older kid on the team or something. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting, you know, being the, the big man on the court as, you know, as center. Um, but 
that changed <laughs> in high school because I stopped growing. And you, I remember you, you mentioned football too, right? Didn't you play football? I played football in high school. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then the story I remember, cause what I, what I want to transition to from there is how you get into acting. Yeah. I, I needed uh, a fine arts requirement my junior year and, um, I was going through the list and sculpting and painting and I was like, I can't do that stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I saw acting and I thought, well, well, you know, acting, that's a joke. Uh, that'll be an easy A. I'll do that. And it was literally the exact thought I had. I remember walking down the hallway by myself and, uh, but I took the class and, uh, I got an A, I think an A minus and, uh, fell in love. I loved that my life stayed outside the doors of that theater while I was in that class. So a bit of escapism, I think thinking I'm stepping into someone else's shoes. Um, but of course, what you realize down the line, they're all your shoes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, he asked if I was going to audition for the musical the next semester. And in my mind, I thought, what musical? I didn't know my school did musicals. What um, point of high school is this? This is So this was junior year. I First semester, took the class. Second okay. semester, we did 1776. I got to play John Hancock. Um, and before opening night, uh, he gave us a little talk and what he told us has basically been the foundation of all the work I do today. And he said that we had a gift to give, uh, that regardless of how old we were and how old the audience was, um, we had a gift that would make a difference. And I believed him because I thought he was the best teacher since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm so glad that, that I believed him because that really gave me faith to pursue with complete abandon. Um, I, I did the two shows senior year, went to college, majored in theater acting emphasis. Then I went to graduate school at ACT in San Francisco, American Conservatory Theater. Moved to New York. After that, lived in New York three years, did theater around the country, um, got to perform in Edinburgh, Scotland at the Fringe Festival when I was in graduate school mm -hmm. in between first and second year. So, you know, some nice experiences. Um, yeah, and then L.A. for almost 14 years or some yeah. ungodly time. And I want to I wanna cover a few of those things in detail, but one thing I want to go back to is, was that your first mentor your first like who influenced you the most from an acting standpoint without question uh peter divine i mean it was two years but uh an incredibly significant two years uh that i think was you know instrumental i mean he's the reason uh, without question why i'm here hmm. he helped me to fall in love with, with theater, um, with acting. And, um, and he believed in me. Hmm. Uh, I think that's a, I did not, I did not grow up with any sort of arts, anything, right. you know, it was, it was sports. We went to the Nutcracker once a year with the school maybe, <laughs> or Scrooged, you know, that was it. <laughs> maybe a symphony. Mm -hmm. something or other so um 
yeah, it was scary because all these kids have been doing it their whole lives, and and I was you know really wet behind the ears. Well, I can relate to a lot of that. Uh, not having any background whatsoever for a lot longer period of time as well. But I want to talk about when you go to drama school, because later in my you know twenties, as I'm starting to dabble creatively a little bit, you know, I always looked at drama school like. Like this is, this is an athlete going to school to play a sport, right? This is fairly intense, right? Depending on the program or maybe the graduate school is a little more so, but that is what exactly, I mean, how, how much work are you doing? How many different kinds of exercises? Graduate school, uh, well, I stayed in touch with Peter uh, after high school, and he had recommended when I was in college that I do the Summer Training Congress uh, at ACT, which is a 10-week summer training camp, five days a week, eight hours a day, which Mm. is exactly how the graduate school was set up back then as well. so I think it was a great taste. And he thought that, you know, he's like, if you want to pursue acting, you have to do this. And I did it and I loved it. Um, you know, you have dance classes, ballet, jazz, you have yoga, mm. um, voice class, speech class, um, singing. <laughs> Qigong, didn't you mention that? Um, was that later on? No, or? no, that was yeah, later. That yeah. was that was a, a <laughs> fluke incident. Um, but... Alexander technique, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a lot. Um, and then when I was done, I was like, I loved it. And he's like, well, I knew you would, but I just, I knew you needed to know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I did. Uh, and so after college, uh, well, I returned to my senior year in college with uh, the most confidence perhaps I've ever had uh, up until that point. Because again, I always felt like I knew less. Um, so that really helped me finish my senior year strong. Um, and then I went straight into grad school. So two years, five days a week, eight hours a day, unless you're doing a show, then you got rehearsals after that. Mm. So, you know, I'd leave the house at 6am and get home at 11 or midnight Mm. and, uh, loving every minute of it, Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Um, you know, uh, for me, the more I could learn, the better, because, again, I still don't know. <laughs> um, and, but that's a theme, right? I, I believed I didn't know. I believed, um, well, you know, my thought was that I'm a stupid, fat, lazy slob. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. the sentence I had for myself. Um, and, and as, you know, we talk about in class, and, and because I also now work as a life coach and a business coach for some 25 years, um, that voice in your head, right, was very powerful. And I had no, no idea how to distinguish. Um, I don't believe those things for the most part. <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's always little remnants, right? But uh, yeah, graduate school did help with confidence. But then you go out into the real world and I'm on the streets of New York. Um, found some successes there for sure. Um, but, you know, never became famous, never... Never did any of that, but I got to work consistently throughout my life. Mm-hmm. So you leave graduate school 
And I want to get into that next stage because that's something we've talked about a lot in here. I compare the analogy for an athlete and it's kind of a theme of the pilot, right? Is that still sort of holding on and we call it the every athlete dies twice period, right? Where you're off a team for the first time or mm. you're just out of that structure, right? And you have a very similar experience. You just go through this intense program. You're now out on the real world. You know, you're trying to book gigs. You're trying to get your feet on the ground. You did some theater. You're in L.A. What is that experience like? And, and do you go from being full of confidence to zero confidence very quick throughout that process? Or is that just a constant mental struggle to keep yourself moving forward? It's, it's, a, it's a ping pong match sometimes. It's a tennis match sometimes. It's a football game sometimes. It's a basketball game sometimes. And sometimes it's a soccer match. You know, and then sometimes you maybe get a break. Uh, it's all over the place. Um, it, definitely booking a gig helps, <laughs> right? Um, but you quickly start to realize that If the gigs aren't coming, you know, then what? You know, what do you do? Um, and I, maybe I shouldn't say quickly um, because it probably took me some couple of decades to really get to, especially where I am now, uh, it has to be about the work. It just ultimately, it has to be about the craft, your craft, and, and you're the only one that can do that. Um, I'm not a fan of teachers or systems or methods or anything. You know, I'm, I'm very much, and I tell the students now, I said, I'm not going to teach you anything because you have it all inside you already. Uh, and that's what I've come, you know, ultimately to realize is that we have this endless well. Um, but yeah, it was decades of lacking confidence and falling flat on my face and and grinding, like you were driving deliveries, right? Like I drove over seventy-five thousand miles my first year making deliveries in LA. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know. So wow. Like going to auditions and things like that. When I yeah, when I could. I mean, I had a day. I had three auditions, and they were spread out all over LA. It was literally like an eight-hour and traffic, and and we didn't have GPS back then, or at least if we did, I couldn't afford it. Um, cause they had those little, mm -hmm. yeah. so we had the, the Thomas guides, the mm. map books, right. And now thankfully I had been making deliveries and I had those books cause you don't just have them if it's not your area. Right. Mm. Um, so navigating surface streets, getting off the freeway, never missed that, that traffic a day in my life since I've been gone for <laughs> almost 13 years now. And what's the peak in LA, like what, what's the, where do you get to at that point to say, you know, are you ever close? Are you ever on the, the cusp? Are you, how much are you holding on to wanting to stay there? You know? Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I met my wife down there when we got engaged. She said, I'll give you five years. Mm. And then I want to move back to Spokane. She's from Spokane. Okay. And I said, okay. Um, thinking really at the time, I, yeah, I might be giving up on acting, you know, mm -hmm. I'll be doing some community theater, but I knew they, they shot some films up here and I, you know, my whole time in LA, I never got to audition for one feature film. Mm. Um, 
some commercials, some industrials, uh, a lot of episodic television. And I got in for some really good shows. And Nash Bridges. Well, Nash Bridges, that I booked early, I, right? I, I booked that leaving New York, stopping in San Francisco. Uh, I was going to stay for a month. I ended up staying for two and mm. then moving to LA. So while I stopped at home, I booked uh, the episode. It was the finale, I think, of season two. Mm. Um, and I believe I was the only uh, actor speaking role cast out of San Francisco. Everybody else was flown in from L.A. Um, mm. pretty commonly back then. Um, so, yeah, did that. You know, I did some... Uh, and didn't, didn't you, like, con- compete against... Not compete, but weren't you, like, up for the role with, like, a teacher of yours or a, something? A, an acting <laughs> teacher from graduate school, yeah, yeah, whose work I loved. I saw this guy work in the, the small theater, the black box, you know, mm. blown away. Just, you know, he's kind of like an idol. Mm. And I walk into that room and I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, I just completely believed I didn't have a chance at that point. Not what you want to do when you go into an audition, by the way. <laughs> Not the frame of mind right. you want to be in. And this is what I coach people in now. Well, and explain that to people for a second because it's important to understand what an audition is even like. At least back then it's changed a lot now. But Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, they're in person. And um, this was the first audition. It wasn't a callback because the they just record you typically the first time but not having a lot of experience and definitely not a lot um you know a handful of television auditions um i had seven auditions for new york undercover when i was in new york before i was booked for that show Mm. um which is common and it's great you know they take you straight to producers there's no preliminary audition uh, in those larger markets but now i would say you know it's time to go to work it's an opportunity to perform it's time to do your work back then i'm trying to get a job um and so there's a lot more nerves yeah (laughs) you know when when the way i coach now people walk in much more comfortable and confident um because i figured out okay this is your focus and i didn't i didn't have any any of those tools uh, back then except just doing my best in the mm-hmm. moment now i am pretty good at the second i step onto the stage the second that they call action i do you know come back mm-hmm. and obviously i did well enough to get a call back and then ultimately book it uh, and it was neat because the director of that episode was the uh, albert magnoli who directed uh, and got the Oscar for Purple Rain. Mm, wow. Yeah, it was kind of cool. cool to experience that. Well, there's a lot more we could go down on that road, but let's go to, you get back to Spokane, what year? 13 years this August, so 2010. Okay. And, a, and you get back, and are you done at that point with acting? Are you thinking you're done? Are you, wh- where is your head at that point? Um, well, we have a two-year-old daughter, two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and my wife is seven-and-a-half months pregnant when we get here. Mm. So, you know, I got a few <laughs> other things on my mind. 
Um, but like in the first week that I was here, my brother-in-law said, hey, you want to sit down with Anne, my agent? Sure. Why not? We have coffee at the Starbucks where I just had a, a coffee meeting with my daughter and an agent from the agency hmm. just the other day. Um, anyway, um, so I hook up with an agent instantly and I get an audition for the Ray Liotta film inside of two weeks. Shooting um, here? Shooting here. Okay. Yeah. And it was one of the last films for a while. Spokane was shooting, you know, a good five to six films back then, mm. um, right before I got here. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Christian Slater, you know, they were all coming up here to do some films. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, I started auditioning, had a good audition. Um, they actually, the director wanted me to read for a, a different role, the chief of police instead of one of the detectives. I was his choice, but production, <laughs> the note that we got from production was that I was too urban looking. Mm. Uh, so uh, not white enough for Washington <laughs> State, uh, I guess. Um, I think, honestly, I was too tall. Mm. I'm six foot tall. Ray Liotta was 5'10". We would be standing in a doorway. Mm. They're not going to make him look smaller. Have to do some apple boxing and yeah, all that kind no, of stuff. And yeah. 5'10 won't do the apple box. Yeah. That's so, true. Um, which again, you know, it, but it was it was awesome because it was a nice welcome, and I felt very confident. Mm. You know, coming with my background, and I'm like, ah, Spokane, right? Um, but quickly to realize that this was an emerging market, um, and it's been through a lot in those last, you know, twelve years. Um, a lot of growth, a lot of ups and downs different things, but, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I didn't, even if I'm, I'm in a market that has nothing, I'm still an actor. Yeah. That, that's just the reality. And, you know, I got that. I'm a lifer, you know, and, and I'll try to make it happen. I think, uh, wherever I'm at just so happens that this was a, a really great market where I got to work more than I had in New York or LA. Mm -hmm. Now, at what point does the dojo come into play? So that is your acting group. I know it's been what, five, six years, seven years, seven this years. May, May 2nd, my daughter's birthday was the first Monday night class. And, um, and where did that, why did you want to start that? Z Nation had been going on for a couple of years. I booked a guest star role, season one, episode three. I was Tobias Campbell, the head cannibal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and at that point, I had really good relationships uh, with the agencies and um, with an acting coach that was in town. Uh, and, you know, had been recommended that I should coach. And so I thought about it for quite some time because as an actor, you know, you're taught not to coach other actors. That's the director's job. Keep your mouth shut. Mm. 
you know, if somebody asks for help, that's one thing, but you don't offer. It's not your place. It's not my place. Um, so I had to overcome uh, a conversation in my head uh, because, yeah, I struggled with who am I uh, to do this. The thing I think that helped is that I had been working as a life coach and a business coach for, you know, two and a half decades and um, working with some pretty strong high-end clients I think that gave me some confidence. And for me, I knew I would have to bring a lot of that work into this. Um, so that's, you know, I've defined the coach thing for myself, not knowing what it was really going to look like. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy with what what has grown and what has come to be the Actors Dojo. Um, I really like the name because I've been going to, you know, karate dojo with my kids Mm. and that philosophy really makes sense. You know, I'm, I'm interested in in creating, you know, more leaders, more masters. Um, so that's where that came from. Um, and yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't teach. It's a revolving door. You come in whenever you want, you bring something to work on and we work it. The second you walk in the door, you're an actor and you're treated as such. Mm. Um, and it moves incredibly fast. I mean, I used to say, you know, I've taken several adults, uh, with no experience whatsoever. And in a year or less, um, they're booking, you know, paid gigs and with agency and everything. And, uh, but that time is even quickened and it's, you know, six months, couple of months. Uh, it's, it's really pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome space. <clears throat> and I've seen it and I've experienced it because that's where we met and when i was first casting up and crewing up and going through the pre-production process jeremy who ran our sound he had told me about you and the dojo and and that's how we ended up getting in touch but as we transition to the pilot let's let's get a little bit of hoops in here so at what point i'm curious do you realize or find out how important basketball is in Spokane? Well, <clears throat> you know, you hear, you hear about Hoop Fest every year. Yeah. And you learn this is the largest tournament of its kind in the country. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's something. Um, not being uh, a basketball player was not participating. It wasn't uh, – I actually didn't go – until the year that we shot the pilot because my son Mm. uh, was on his first team. And I was going to ask you that too, because you had been to the warehouse watching games as a parent for how, for years or for how years I've been going to the warehouse for years, um, twice a week, sometimes different sports, you know, I mean, yeah, very familiar, uh, with, with the warehouse. Uh, but honestly, it was uh, a whole new level uh, meeting you and learning from you, actually, and, and the script and the evolution of that as well, right? Mm. Because we ended up shooting something entirely different from what you had in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. um, which is a great story. Yeah, and I have, I have that here. Good. I have that here. So Good. Let's, yeah. let's, let's get there. But we... 
So we get to the, to get to the pilot. Basically, uh, what I want to ask you first to start is your earliest memory of the project, and because we meet in class, and I don't think uh, it wasn't really brought up straight away. No. But yeah, I'm curious what you remember at the very beginning. Well, you gave me the script at one point. And, and a, a much <clears throat> longer script to, to clarify and, and a kind of full arc of a episodic and seasons and et cetera. Right. And um, we are, this is COVID time. I had been reading a lot of scripts at the time. Uh, and uh, set up a lot of table reads, you know, for screenwriters and stuff up at Mystery Ridge and, and on Zoom. And <clears throat> you had just come off shooting Vacant Lot, Vacant right? Lot, yeah, yeah. So that was a full length feature that we shot, also written by one of uh, one of our students, one of our very own. Mm -hmm. And I got to coach that. Uh, and, and also I had a role. Um, but I finally sat down. I don't know how long I had the script. It was probably a couple of weeks. Um, but when I had the time, I sat down and I didn't put it down. And I went all the way through it. And I remember calling you immediately um, because I was excited about it. Uh, I loved it. I loved uh you know, the first rendition uh, and and what you were thinking of. And yeah, I was on board instantly. You're like, well, yeah, I was kind of hoping. And I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> Let's well, do it. It, it was one of those, it felt like fate meeting you in a lot of ways because I had written the part exactly almost in my head thinking of you before I'd met you, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of those things like, you got the voice, you got the the masculinity, you got you got your coach already, right? People call you coach. That's how we ultimately ended up referring to you in the pilot. So it was super clear to me, but you never know on the other end of it, right? If if you know, also you had been through this a lot more than I had. So, you know, it was daunting for me, especially in the beginning, but I'm glad you brought that up because your enthusiasm for the project was a turning point. For me, I can remember that like it was yesterday because it had been such a solo endeavor for so long for me, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. and the minute that you read the script, came back, you know, I remember you even saying, because Leo is the official name of the character. We never referred to him as that. Right. Um, but you said, oh, you know, I'm a Leo. And that, so I remember all that. But it was like finally a team effort to me at that point. It was like, you know, now this is what I did it for kind of thing, you know, and it was just fun to start envisioning and thinking, okay, how Rick's just going to bring life to this character. And so that's something I mostly just want you to know, but to your point earlier, so we, so that's the initial part of it. We meet, you get on board. And then because of that, really largely a new version of the script, gets expanded, right? And your character largely gets expanded and sort of the role that ends up in the pilot, um, which no spoilers, but, you know, Rick has a huge part in it and throughout the whole pilot and everything like that. But what is, 
talk to me about that as an actor going through iterations of a script in a pre-production process, right? Because a lot of actors wouldn't wouldn't even have that experience. No, not at all. Um, so it's really neat being in the the coaching seat and developing relationships with people um, to get to be a part of that process, to get to see the evolution of script, for example. Um, so that wasn't uh, that wasn't anything weird or anything but um when you came with your your 3 a.m inspiration (laughs) script um which you got to share and i know you will um you know as an actor uh to have something written for you uh is always very special and uh same thing read the script loved it (laughs) called you instantly and um you know even putting the rocky reference uh Mm. with my kids um which is something you actually said yeah yeah, i wanted to get to that yeah so good it's (laughs) just you know um and yeah thank you you know thank you for that because to me, I think that's the ultimate as an actor is to be yeah. part of the collaborative process, to be part of the the birthing of it, and you know, to be in all uh, of that space as opposed to just auditioning and and you know, it can be so separate. Uh, yeah, you know, and and this was not that at all, uh, which is you know absolutely how I like to work. Right? It's 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 got to have the heart. Mm. Well, I'm glad you said that word because I've described you as the heart and soul of this, you know, many times. And I put it in my notes as well because I believe that. I think your depth of experience, you brought that to the character and and the, yeah, it was, it was to go back to what you said before to, you know, the, the inspiration that hit, largely a lot of that came because we had had this whole four or five episode, you know, we were kind of ready to go with that that was the plan originally and that's why this whole where we're at now you know focusing on the pilot and this is in large way a proof of concept for the larger vision but when I wanted to pare it down so we could just do the pilot it just kind of hit me I think we were going through some rewrites or whatever it even was I was thinking on different things and yeah just one night I couldn't sleep and it hits me in the middle of the night and I just remember that I was thinking in your character's head right thinking what, what would he be saying here and that that phrase real rat came and I was like real rat that has that there's a ring to it and I can just see this whole expansion from there and it really I mean even to now where we we named the pilot real rat it didn't it was not even called that before the concept was a little bit different in some ways I think it's actually taken a, a different turn the way it's turned out and editing and everything largely because of that. And you brought that to life and I'll always be thankful for that, but let's get to, so six months really was the process from like me meeting you or go through all that. And then we finally get to set, what are your, what are some of your memories of those three days being on set? Magic. Mm. Um, how I like to work, and and we worked uh, with Mystery Ridge, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the same crew basically that we had on Vacant Lot, um, and for me, 
you know, it's very important to be energy on set. Um, and I think this uh, had the same similar experience, basically, that um, people loved their time on set and were sad when it was over. Um, to me, I think when you're doing what you love, that's what it should feel like. Mm. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I think on most professional sets, it's not like that. Um, so we were a small uh, but very mighty crew. Um, we had people that really knew what they were doing. And the funny thing, though, was that, you know, both d <laughs> directors, you know, if you call me one or just a coach or whatever, you know, we wore all the hats, but we were also in the scenes together. <laughs> mm. So you can't really watch the monitor. And right. so we put a lot of trust in like, can you see us, right, right in, in, in our yeah. director of photography? And, 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 and in uh, fairness, you know, yeah, it was kind of split between everyone. A little bit of you, a little bit of me, a little bit of absolutely. Deshaun did a lot of it because he was the one behind camera. Anna assisted Mikey, Jeremy. Everybody had ideas. Jerry, it was, it was a super collaborative process, which isn't always the easiest, right? Because, yeah, when you're – you have to have somebody being able to – yeah, to set the vision and be able to to make sure the takes are what we want it to be, but but you know, guerrilla filmmaking is guerrilla filmmaking, and you're you're doing everything you can. We had a, a you know a, a healthy menu to get through in three days, um, and it's only going to work if you've got people to know what they're doing, and and you know I am. And which is why I love working with Mystery Ridge. You know, it's there's no ego in this. We're all in it for the best possible outcome. Uh, and I think if we all, so it wasn't, you know, it was never a problem. Mm -hmm. It's not always the best, absolutely. Right. Unless you're blessed with a great group of people that honor and respect each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we had that. And, and I think it, you know, I think it shows. Most definitely. And we had a hectic schedule because we had a lot to fit in and certain amounts of time and we were inside and outside and all over the place but one thing I wanted to bring up I I have a very vivid memory I think it was the last day you know I'm off of six hours of sleep total and like four to five days whatever and I I remember I, I looked over at you at one point I think this was the day we we filmed most of your office stuff on the last day and I I saw you at one point across the gym and you were just sitting there on the bleachers. I think you were just doing some breathing, just kind of getting yourself focused, getting yourself ready. And I remember thinking, man, number one, I'm so jealous because I felt like I just never got that moment to like sit there and and actually hone myself in. But I learned a lot in that moment. So can you explain? Because it reminded me a lot of like an athlete getting ready to play or, or something like that. Is that your typical process or... Um, well, I, <laughs> normally I, I at least have my head in my script. Um, I like to stay focused on the work for sure. Um, but that's evolving and, and, and I kind of chuckled when you asked that because I think it's a forever evolving yeah. process, right? I don't want to get locked into, I have to do this because I yeah. don't want to mess with myself that way. Um, 
But yeah, you need to know what it is for you to be centered and focused. Um, and, you know, the simplest things are sometimes, you know, usually the most truthful and powerful. Breathe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you talk about that in class <clears throat> a lot. And, 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 and for me, you know, gratitude for sure. Um, but enjoying the moment. Um, because I am doing what I love. Uh, you know, f I, I joke all the time. We got a new logo for the, the Actors Dojo. Um, and we're going to make T-shirts and whatever. But on, on the back of the shirt, I wanted to say I'd rather be on set. Mm. Um, you know, that's the happy place. That's, that's just the happy place. And uh, if I didn't have a script in hand, that meant, uh, you know, I was comfortable with where I was at and what we were doing and what was next. And, um, and I may also have just been tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was we, probably likely. <clears throat> but that's also part of it, though. Then you got to stop and take some deep breaths and yeah. recenter because um, I still need to produce. I still need to, to, you know, to give. And I'm not going to give into any kind of conversation that's going to take away from that. Yeah. Well, like I said, you brought so much heart and depth to the character and i've watched this a zillion times right in editing and i just watched the trailer a thousand times which we just put out yesterday and i have a fondness for it every single time and i'm obviously biased but i do think that art imitated life and, and vice versa in that you know i can tell that there was a relationship there before and there is now and and i think hopefully it shows on screen and i think it does so you know, again, I'll just thank you for everything you brought to it. But let's let's wrap it up with the real rat quiz. Um, usually these are all basketball centric, but I've, I've tweaked them a little bit today. So um, they're meant to be quickish hitters, but some of them might make you think a little bit. So number one, what's one line or phrase from a coach that you always remember? You have a gift to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Give your gift. You say that a lot, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I've evolved it to you are the gift. Yeah. And um, to give your gift. Okay, number two. How about worst audition? Man, that's 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 hard because there's, there's <laughs> been a lot of them. Um, or, or memorable, perhaps. Well, but, but you know, it's interesting. Um, season one, uh, episode three for, for Z Nation uh, mm. with, that I booked... Uh, I went in for that callback, uh, and I'd already been in twice for that very role in this is exact same room. Only this time, there's three producers sitting along the side, and it's a small space. I got so nervous, more than I think I I maybe ever felt in my life. I have no idea where that came from, hmm. um, and I left, and you know, as I was walking out the door. I heard like, good job, great work, or good work, great job, you know, whatever. Um, and I called my agent when I get to the car, and I'm like, can we get feedback? No, they told us we're not going to get feedback. So why would happen? What did they say? And I said, ah, good job, great work. Oh, you're fine. She's like, they've torn people up in that room and blah, blah, blah. And, um, so, and I booked it. And I felt horrible about it because I was so nervous. Uh, and I tell students all the time, 
can't always trust your feelings, which is a crazy thing because we all, I also say we paint in emotions. We have to master those choices. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a wild uh, thing that we do. Um, but yeah, that was the, the, for me, one, yeah, one of those kind of most extreme moments. And I had been in big callback rooms in LA in front of producers and stuff like that. Um, I read for, uh, and had a callback for the George Lopez show to mm. be his best friend, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. Cool stuff. Right. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I don't, uh, and thankfully I don't have a great memory for bad <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. Well, that I kind of, I combined a couple different ones there, but let me, let me shift three to who were you most star struck by on set? If, if that would be the way you'd put it. Um, like that I've been on set with Mm -hmm. or just come across in the work or. Yeah. You know, uh, for me to be on set with, uh, Cheech from Cheech and Chong, Mm. because he was, you know, a lead next to Don Johnson, right. In, in Nash Bridges. Um, he even had to sit on my dead thigh to, a knife out or something set himself for, I don't know whatever the thing because I got shot and killed in the mm. end um, you know I had asked him to autograph a couple of VHS copies because this is back then right of Up in Smoke because uh, when I was a kid probably inappropriately uh, had memorized the film I was a little young but I actually recited that film to my dad when he was in the hospital uh, I, forget, mm. I forget what he went in for um, but I gave him some good laughs and, uh, yeah, you know, that was kind of one of those really cool full circle kind of things. That being said, I'm very clear, uh, I don't get starstruck. Um, I admire people's work, but they're human. Yeah. And, uh, we are all, well, I think you'd have to, to be able to work with them. Right. And it's, yeah. Well, it's, you know, yeah. Uh, Greatness exists in all of us. Yeah. Period. Well so. said. All right. How about number four? Favorite? I always we always ask favorite basketball movie, but it could we could also say sports movie. Oh man. <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed the the Adam Sandler mm. Hustle. Hustle recently. Uh that was really good. Um I mean, gosh, there's been so many along the way. But uh a sports movie that touched me deeply when I was younger uh, was Breaking Away. Mm. Cycling. Um, And my dad had gotten me into cycling and I've done thousands of miles on the bike, triathlons and century bike ride and the whole bit. But yeah, that one, uh, because, you know, what is it with sports? And there's so many. I mean, you look at the Friday Night Lights, you look at all those things coming. You know, I mean, it's, and I'm not a I'm not a guy that likes to say this is my favorite. Uh, yeah, you know, like this is the best. No. Yeah. How can you? You know, which is why I don't. <laughs> well, it's subjective. Too, yeah. Right? So, you know. Yeah. So. All right. Number five, and lastly, what is one philosophy you hope to leave your kids with? That their contribution matters. Mm. Who they are is significant and unique, and matters to the planet 
your contribution will help save the planet. Um, that's what I uh, that's what I coach today, and if they can walk with their own self value, self love, uh, that I think. Okay. Well, that's a great one to end on, Coach. You, uh, no surprise, you crushed it. You're a pro. You know how to do this stuff. Um, to anyone listening, you can see Coach in action May 4th, Magic Lantern Theater. It's coming up quick. Um, shake his hand, ask him a question if you want. Maybe even sign up for an acting class. Maybe we can recruit a couple people out there. There you go. Um, I'm going to give you the final word here in a second. But before I do that, what... Why would you tell people to, to come check this out, to come check out the pilot? You, you got a couple of wor worlds converging here in a very beautiful way, um, that of the art of filmmaking uh, and basketball, <clears throat> which is also, you know, an homage to uh, what Spokane is in terms of, well, Hooptown USA, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's an official <laughs> nickname for our town, yep. in case you didn't know. It's in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I remember walking off a plane and, and seeing the sign there, and I took a picture, and I sent it to you immediately. I'm yep. like, did you know this was here? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. That's why we're doing it here, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, which is just, it's you know, I think it's great. I think it's neat, and you're going to get to see the uh, a product that's a lab, labor of love with, mm -hmm. without question well said well that wraps up this week's pod uh thank you to brennan and spokecast thank you to anyone listening hit us up uh subscribe leave a comment review um and before we see you next week i'm gonna have coach sign us off at this signature can you guess it coach Rock. Well, if you have something specific, <laughs> a rock and roll. That's what I need out of you. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. All right. All right. See you next week.